This is the Abraham's Wallet podcast. Abraham's Wallet spans the gap between the austerity of obedience to God and the prosperity rising from faithfulness. Run your home and your dough like a biblical boss. Hi, everybody. I'm excited to start through a series on giving. And we're going to start this week with um, the idea that giving is a responsibility. It's a gift from God, and it's a responsibility, as most gifts from God are both responsibilities um, and a blessing. I'll, I'll just say an introduction uh, for my first little story here that I took my kids through Dave Ramsey's uh, Financial Peace Junior course. Now, we're not um, advocates and devotees of all things Dave Ramsey, but I really like the um, kid course, um, and I'll tell you why. Because of the, the background of that little course, my kids are like clockwork because it's all they know and because they've been trained about setting all income all money that comes to them into three categories, saving, giving, and spending. They more or less break them into thirds at this stage of the game. It's a precedent I'm happy to set in their brains, even if we adjust it down the line to something more reasonable. But what do they got to spend money on right now anyways, right? I say let them practice their way into being giving and saving machines. So again, they their money breaks into thirds, saving giving and spending. And and as soon as they have money come in, they immediately separate it into those, into those buckets. And the little course is helpful in doing that. Now at the end of the year, and sometimes at the half year, we settle accounts. Saving money goes into the bank account, which we make an event. You know, it's like the whole family goes and we celebrate, wow, you've got $30 to go into your account. Man, it's getting so big now. We also compound anything they've got in there with a 10% bonus from the bank of dad because I want them to get hyped about compounding interest, but that's another article. And giving goes to, um, well, where does my kid's giving money go to? Where, for that matter, does my giving money go to? I'm going to break it down for you just like I did for them um, over a few different uh, podcasts. So let's get started with one simple idea. The first thing I want to say on this topic, which matters a great deal to me, is giving is a glorious responsibility. What I mean by that is giving isn't some random, meaningless kind of good deed that you do casually and it just goes into God's great big penny jar in the sky, which we hope he remembers a hundred years from now. It really matters. It matters now. It matters to my relationship with God and it makes an impact. Here, here's an ice cold six pack of points to back that up. Number one, every year God hands each of us a packet of money. Your packet isn't as big or heavy as you'd like it to be, but it's bigger than lots of people around you. And it's smaller than what some others get. That is irrelevant, by the way. God in his magnificent, omniscient, all summarizing way has considered your past, your future, your character, your tendencies, your weak areas, your potential, and everything else. And he's apportioned you this packet of money for this year. By the way, you can kick against the goads if you want to, but the sovereign has chosen correctly in giving you this exact size packet. 
It's exactly the right size. Well, this year's packet I'm responsible for is not the same size as it was 20 or even five years ago. I can apply some of the same principles I learned long ago to this packet, but I've never seen this packet before. And God has new mercy available for me to apply to this packet. It's not ho-hum, same as before, adjust the numbers and do what we've done before. I would call that prayerless and possibly irresponsible. What I'm saying is, and this is my second point, let's be intentional. First point was God hands us each a packet of money. Second point, let's be intentional. Please, don't just give to whatever comes in your mailbox or whatever billboard you saw most recently. Years ago, I thought, I used to think all that matters is that I get rid of this money. I want to get it out of my hands. What happens to it after that isn't really my concern. I wish I could go back, um, tweak my little 20-year-old nose and say, no, no, no. Young Stevie, there is some truth to that if greed is your problem at the moment. Get rid of some of that money, you stingy freak. Yes, but that is not the way of maturity. Let's think through this and send out our money with purpose. Don't be slapdash. Be intentional. Number three, giving is a blessing. Maybe you could even make a case that giving is a reward. Those with little can't give much. Simple math. Now, I'm not saying that when you have little, giving a little doesn't matter. It matters plenty. God regards any money joyfully rendered as very important. He doesn't miss a cent of what's given. And don't forget that Jesus said about the widow who gave her two mites, she gave more than those that dropped big dollars in because she gave out of her lack. Okay, But the fact is, she did not have much to give. When the proverb, to him who is faithful in a little, he will be given more, comes to bear in your life, and you are given more, via faithfulness, you start to see the blessing of wielding increased financial power. Did you know that God enjoys giving increased amounts of power and authority to his sons? He does. And he's just waiting for sons who will designate themselves as candidates for that authority. I didn't really understand these principles way back when, but I gave when I had little to give in my younger years, and I know the Lord saw it. But the practical difference I made in somebody's life or ministry by giving $20 here and there was incomparable to what my wife and I can do now. My generation sacrificed, and I've worked hard, and I've sought to be faithful, and my ability and opportunity to give is part of the reward for me and for my parents and grandparents. I I want you to understand that. The fact that my wife and I can give much more now than even my parents could um, 30 years ago is part of the reward of their faithfulness. What I have to give today is the culmination of God's kindness literally over generations. What a blessing. Number four, giving is always a testing ground for faithfulness. As I hope you've heard many times around Abraham's wallet, Finances are not the most important place we can be faithful to the Lord. It's just one of the most obvious and easily measurable. The biblical rule is, if you're faithful with money, you can be trusted with things which are truly valuable, like men's hearts, or the leadership of God's people, or the holding forth of His Word. 
The opposite is also true, of course. If by your actions you say to God, you could trust me when I only had a little, but now that I have more, I've kind of warped into selfishness. God will get the message loud and clear. Don't do that. Be faithful with little, and then be faithful with more, and then be faithful when you have much. One of my spiritual heroes and my pastor when I lived in Nashville, Don Finto, tells a story of when his son said to him, Dad, when I only had $10 to, to give as a tithe, it was easy. And it's not so easy writing $10,000 checks, to which Don instantly and cleverly said to him, Well, I can start praying that the Lord would get you back to that $10 if it'll preserve your character, which I thought was hilarious. We got to be faithful no matter how much we have to give, which reminds me, point number five, giving joyfully is the Lord's way to do it. He watches how we give, you know, and his concern is on our hearts in addition to our hands and our mouths. Do we give money grudgingly as if he's a slave driver and he demands miserly living because his tax on us plebes is so high? Or do we do it emotionlessly? This is what I saw the most growing up. As if robotic submission were all he required. By the way, what an offensive thing to say about God. He only wants obedience. He doesn't care how I feel about it. Imagine trying to make love to your wife who thought like that. He only wants the mechanics of stimulation and intercourse. It doesn't matter if I engage emotionally. Does that sound fun to you? No, it sounds awful. But we say we make that same claim about God. No, he doesn't. He doesn't care how whether I'm engaged. Or if he just wants the money. There, there's the money, God. Or, or do we do it hilariously? You know the verse: He loves a cheerful giver. That word cheerful uh, could also be translated hilariously. Do we give hilariously, thrilled at what God has so outrageously and generously done for us that we can boldly take big swings at those things that we're called to? More on this subject in later episodes. But I believe that giving is a chainsaw that God gives you to deploy it's not a display of powerlessness where you forfeit your resources. Poo on that. How thankful I am to be able to give what I can. And how faithful and merciful and kind is the, the, the master has been to me. Oh, he's so kind. And finally, number six. When I do give generously, joyfully, and strategically as he has, I reflect his glory I look just like dad when I do the things that he does. He is the giver incomparable. And my giving money, and if you'll follow me up the list of capitals, giving ideas and giving time and giving love and giving allegiance and worship to God, all of the ways that I give, they smell like the aroma of Christ in the world. There are so many ways to give off a godsend to the world, like great husbanding, great fathering, great stewardship, great friendship, great witnessing. But please don't undersell the God-glorifying power blast of giving. Our Heavenly Father is a giving machine, and He wants to turn His sons into giving machines. He wants us to affect cultures, to give rise to great art, to nurture people, and generally get ready for a zany, bold statement, to be him in the world. That's actually, I'm kidding, that's a Bible 
statement. That's not a bold, crazy statement. That's a Bible verse. And hint, if you if you don't get your arms around the power of giving boldly, strategically, and sacrificially, you'll never be Christ in the world. So take that six-pack, bros, and uh, that's the end of part one. Giving is a responsibility and not one we should take lightly. It's an opportunity like no other. In our next edition, we're going to ask and answer the question, now what exactly are we supposed to give to? For Abraham's Wallet, I'm Stephen Manuel.